It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Commanders lose once again in preseason action. It's on to Jacksonville, and for the Baltimore Ravens, it's 23 meaningless wins in a row. But hey, it matters to some people. All of that, who stood out, who didn't, on Saturday night in Baltimore. That's next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Our Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are your daily podcast Covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen and your first watch of the day. And, of course, if you love this podcast, you're going to love this even more. Now you can watch the Locked On Commanders podcast in addition to YouTube on the WUSA 9 Plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., a new streaming app that's a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. You download the WUSA 9 Plus app. Now, from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick, David Harrison, my normal partner, is a little under the weather. He uh, normally is covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and Commanders Country. Uh, again, he is uh, a little under the weather, so we wish him the best. I'm Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can hear Pete Medhurst and I. From Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time or anytime uh, on download, on rewind, on delay, what have you, on the Odyssey app along with Locked On Commanders, which you can also hear. Again, on the great Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, we're on Twitter, at DHarrison82 for David, at WrestleMania621 for me, and at LO Commanders for the podcast. Meanwhile... Just a note, this episode, much like it did last week after the Kansas City game, is going to serve as our Monday show and our first full episode of the week. We'll be back with a fresh episode roughly about 24 hours before roster cutdown on Tuesday. So stay tuned. We will post the very latest information on our individual Twitter feeds, again, at WrestleMania621, uh, at DHarrison82, at LO Commanders, when we're going to have another new episode, because again, the timeline is kind of fluid in terms of cuts and all that. We want to get you the latest information without having anything out of date. So just stay tuned for that and keep an eye on uh, all of that. This episode uh, of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. 
All right, let's get to all the action. So we have our quick snaps version, you know, basically, which is, look, I can't watch the tape. I can't see every snap. I can't see everything. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what big picture takeaways we have before we go back and watch the game and find all the little nitty gritty type stuff. So that's what we're going to do in this particular segment. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about Diami Brown's night uh, in detail. It was mixed at best, and what his future might possibly be come Tuesday, we'll see. Uh, and as well, some others that stood out and shined a little bit on Saturday night in Baltimore, despite a 17-15 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Does that score sound familiar? I think it does. Yeah, that's right. They won two games, did the Washington then football team, uh, now the Commanders, of course, last late November, early December against Russell Wilson and then the Seattle Seahawks on a Monday night football game uh, at FedEx Field. And then five or so, six days later, I guess it was, in Las Vegas against the Raiders, both by the score of 17-15. This one, they lose 17-15 to the Ravens, who again win their 23rd in a row in the preseason. Yay, congratulations to them. All right, let's get to it. Sam Howell. Uh, Listen, Sam Howell wasn't perfect. Sam Howell was very good. Let's start there. Sam Howell was 24-35. 280 yards through the air, a touchdown, and it could have been two. We'll get to that in just a wee little bit. The touchdown pass that actually was, was to uh, Reggie Bonifant, running back. He's trying to make the squad really, in my opinion, doesn't have a chance. Maybe practice squad. 13-yard screen and run that capped off an eight-play, 66-yard drive. That put Washington in a position to tie up the game. It put them down 17-15. They went for two as you probably and normally would with about five and a half minutes left to go uh, in a game in that spot, right? Because one doesn't do anything for you, even though there was an argument by J.P. Finley uh, that they should have kicked uh, just the extra point. We'll explain why in just a little bit. Uh, But Howell then fired a strike on a little slant slant skinny post uh, type route that went right off the chest plate of Matt Cole. Basically, if you're watching, it was like right around here. It wasn't exactly the numbers. It wasn't exactly the shoulder. Matt Cole's got to come up with that pass. Matt Cole's been good. Uh, he had a big catch, uh, I think of about 21 yards or so on third down from Sam Howell in a tight hole. Uh, really well done. He's got to come up with that catch. That is not on Sam Howell. So Sam Howell threw the touchdown, and Reggie Bonifin got in. Touched the pylon. They initially ruled him out of bounds. Ron Rivera challenged it. They reversed it. Uh, it was a good challenge, good review, good process by the commanders. But they have got to convert that two-point conversion. That was just one of many, 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 many mistakes on the night that cost the Washington commanders. Howell also had runs of eight, uh, eight runs, I should say, and scrambles for 62 total yards, a long of 13, uh, and then had a big one on third down. On the touchdown drive, I think that was the one for 13, and had one uh, of a third and nine conversion on the first drive where, you know, you're just kind of settling into the game, and he made a couple of throws before that, and then he finds himself in third and long. And how many times have we seen basically on this team third and long is almost, uh, quite honestly, almost a short punt. And it wasn't because of Sam Howell's mobility and his toughness and his grit and his ability to take it, rip it, and run. So that was really good to see a couple of times 
out of Sam Howell. Again, you want him throwing more than running, but you know when something's not there or he doesn't like something or he doesn't see something, he has the ability to do what he did several times on Saturday night. And of course, we saw that in the home playoff, uh, home playoff game, home preseason game uh, against the Carolina Panthers. All right, so here's why I mentioned J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington and 106.7 The Fan, my colleague there, saying, hey, you know, maybe Joey Sly should have kicked the extra point, even though they were down two for practice. Why? Well, because Joey Sly's missed an extra point attempt already this preseason in uh, in the Carolina game and also missed a 43-yard field goal on Saturday night on that first drive. and. You, you you would laugh at that and say, well, that's stupid, that's absurd, that's preposterous, right? Who cares if they win the game? Who cares if they tie up the game? Who cares? You're trying to get better. This is one thing that I don't know if enough people in this organization quite match up with my philosophy. The only way you get better is by practicing those situations instead of being scared to get injured. And giving guys a vacation night off so that they can do interviews and hang out and yuck yucks and laughs and not have anything to worry about. We'll we'll get to more of that as we go along here. But Joey Sly missed a field goal early on from 43. He did ultimately make a couple of other field goals. But that first drive of the game in which Sly missed the 43-yarder was a mix of good and bad, right? Going back to that which we kind of described a little bit. We're going to get more in detail again on Diami Brown's uh, performance on the night, both positive and negative. And, yes, there were positives. So we have to present both, right, on that final drive. But Sam Howell also took a delay of game. Uh, they had another terrible kick return. Again, Matt Cole making a mistake. A 15-yard run. He didn't have a choice but to return it because the ball was dropped at the four-yard line. So it's not like he came out of the end zone on his own. They just didn't get, once again, back to the 20-yard line. They got to the 19-yard line. Again, this has been a problem. I think that's eight times now in three preseason games where they have not returned the football back to the 20-yard line, never mind the freebie of 25, the 25, that the NFL just gives you just for playing. This is absurd. This is ridiculous, quite honestly. These are some of the things that stood out in my mind. Again, that first drive, I don't want to put everything on that first drive, but there was good and bad. There was a, a nice completion of Dax Milne. There was the Sam Howell scramble. There was Diami Brown. Again, we're going to get more in detail with him. There was good things, and then there was bad things. And it was a little mix of both, and that was the story of the night. The commanders can move the football against pretty much anybody even with backups and third-teamers. They can do a lot of things right. But as Ron Rivera said last week in Kansas City, it's the little things, it's moving the football and then shooting ourselves in the football. That didn't change on Saturday night. Constantly, they would shoot themselves in the foot. That first drive, delay of game, sack, and then a drop on third down. One, two, three, you're out, done. This isn't wrestling, guys. It's not supposed to happen that way. Later on in the game, the Commanders had a 17-play, 64-yard drive, right? Which sounds ridiculous, right? 17 plays, 64 yards. It ended in a field goal, so they got points out of it. 
But for the love of football humanity, they had four, not one, not two, not three, but four offensive penalties on that drive. Kendall Blanton had a holding penalty, the new tight end. A false start and a holding penalty on separate plays by John Toth, the model turned center who's been back and forth on this roster, who, you know, listen, they weren't playing Chase Roulier. They didn't have Wes Schweitzer. Keith Ismael is banged up. So, I mean, John Toth is playing the whole, uh, pretty much the whole way, right? Again, a hold and a delay of game on him. So two penalties on the same drive. And then you had an Alex Erickson offensive pass interference penalty, which looked a little cheesy and a little tacky. So I'll give him a little bit of a break on that, but that's four offensive penalties on one very long drive. Now, again, 17 plays, 64-yard drive. Obviously, those uh, penalties uh, offset the the play. So, I mean, you're repeating the play. It's a long, long, long time. But the point, they also ended the drive with a sack on third down. And on the first play of the game, of the series, I should say, they had an initial sack and fumble loss that was ruled on the field, but then overturned, rightly, but still very close to a turnover. So it was helter-skelter. They did some good things. Jared Patterson had a couple of big receptions and a big run for, I think, nine yards. Alex Erickson had a catch, uh, I believe, on third down. I mean, I'll have to go through uh, all of my notes in the script. I'm just summarizing, basically, what I saw. But, again, they shoot themselves with four penalties, a sack, and a near turnover before it even got started. Guys, this cannot happen. They're not good enough. The story of the game is they move the ball. They do a lot of things right, and then they shoot themselves in the foot, and they struggle in the red zone. They had another red zone opportunity. And Sam Howell, I thought, you know, maybe if he had Cam Sims there, maybe he could have gotten it. Uh, but through uh, for Marcon, uh, Marcon Michel, uh, Michel, uh, and, and it was eh, just a little bit off, right? Timing off, whatever. Maybe different receiver again, touchdown, but it goes for a field goal. And they had first and goal on that series, and they still could not convert. So it was all these mistakes, all these situations that really hurt the commanders on Saturday night in Baltimore. And that's why they lose 17-15 when we return here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We'll get into who played, who didn't play, and also Deami Brown's night in focus. That is Next, good to have you with us right here on LOC. But guys, I'm Chris Rouse here for our friends at Brightco. Uh, that's right, they make great jewelry insurance easy. We want to tell you about our friends because why? It's important. They want you to go and check them out and get a free custom jewelry insurance quote, again, at brightco.com, uh, .co, I should say, uh, bright.co, <laughs> let me get this right, bright.co slash locked on. That's what he wanted to say. That's what he wanted to say, right? Uh, here's why we want you to go there, right? Say you're... Uh, buying an engagement ring or a wedding ring or, uh, you know, a, a ring for your daughter or whatever the case might be, right? And God forbid something happens to it. You drop it down the toilet. You drop it in the sink, in the garbage disposal. They're going to give you worldwide coverage. They're going to give you zero deductible coverage. Uh, they have all sorts of things, 125% replacement value. They're going to cover loss, theft, damage, all sorts of different options. You can get a quote in 30 seconds and coverage in two minutes. That's right. How about that? 
That's why we want you to go check them out. Again, they are so good, and they're going to protect you and your investment and your uh, wonderful, thoughtful gift, if you will, towards your special someone in your life. Go to bright.co uh, and check them out, uh, and make sure you go, again, Bright. Dot co slash locked on as you can see on your screen and make sure you tell them that locked on sent you. One of our new partners is Turo. Turo, it's the world's largest car sharing marketplace. What's Turo? Okay, with Turo you can book any car you want wherever you want it. Think about a huge car rental at an airport or something like that, right? What a hassle, what a mess. This is you picking any car you want from wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. What you do is you browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or whatever your budget might be across the United States, Canada, and the U.K. You book a uh, a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family vacation, a road trip. How about a classic or luxury car that you've been dying to try? Maybe it's a special birthday, somebody's 50th birthday, and you want to get them a gift, or you want to get yourself a gift. Special event, a holiday, whatever the case might be, you can find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and you just need to get from point A to point B. Say you have to go see a a friend or a family member that might be sick and you don't want to take your car, again, go to tour. Test drive that new electric vehicle that you've also had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. That's becoming more and more a part of our world. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply, ditch boring rental cars, and find your drive at Turo.com. All right, right back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast as we come to you late on a Saturday night. Again, this will serve as our Monday edition as well, and we'll have Cut down coverage as the roster takes shape, really starting Monday afternoon. Uh, we probably are expecting to see some of the cuts trickle out Monday evening, that type of thing, with the cut down coming officially across the NFL. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon, we'll have our roster projections and more uh, at that point. All right, who played and who didn't play for the Washington Commanders on Saturday night? Well, when the first team defense came out, we saw Benjamin St. Juice. We saw Jamin Davis, and we saw James Smith-Williams. We didn't see anybody else. Uh, on offense, the entire offensive line was out. All the main receivers in terms of Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Deami Brown, of course, was there. Again, we'll get to him in a second. Dax Milne, we talked uh, about him and some others. Alex Erickson as well. Again, the first-team offensive line was out. The top four tight ends were out, uh, mostly due to injury. Cole Turner, of course, continues. John Bates, uh, Logan Thomas just got back to practice this week. Uh, Curtis Hodges as well. Um, You know, so this team really didn't play the starters much at all, with the limited exception of a couple. Now, Ron Rivera was asked after the game why a guy like Jamin Davis played. And he said, well, they needed to evaluate him more. They wanted to see him more. I don't think they wanted to evaluate him or needed to see him more because they're not sure what he is, but he needs more seasoning. He needs more playing time. And maybe he needs to not be surrounded by other talent so that they can see him pop a little bit more, how he reacts, how he flows. Right? Cole Holcomb didn't play, so that's a part of that as well. 
You need to see your younger guys. And I don't need to see necessarily James Smith-Williams, but, you know, they wanted to see James Smith-Williams. A, he was banged up earlier in camp. You know, so they got him. Benjamin St. Juice missed the first preseason game against Carolina. So they wanted to see him a little bit more. Now, you know, like, let's not make a big deal out of it. Instead, let's kind of look at it this way. Ron, on Wednesday, as we had told you last week, before Ron made the announcement, I didn't think Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin and those guys were going to play Jonathan Allen. They didn't. Ron basically said very limited, very limited, very limited, very limited. And then what was very limited was the amount of actual players, uh, the top, say, 35 players or so on this team. I didn't love that. I mean, I understood not playing Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen. Uh, everyone else probably needed to play in my eyes. You know, either they're young, inexperienced, they're raw, they need more work, they need more timing, they need more seasoning. I mean, I get wanting to protect injuries, but to me, this team is not good enough, again, to continue to baby guys and to protect guys. They need to play. They need to figure out how to not make mistakes in crucial times. Now, not everybody's making mistakes, but again, this is football. We don't ask that much from these guys. So I was a little perturbed, if I'm being totally honest with you. Uh, on that. I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it, but still, I got to be honest. I've got to shoot my shot and tell you that it annoyed me a little bit, even though I was expecting some of it. I was not quite expecting the complete night off that most of the guys got. All right. A quick thought on Deami Brown. Deami Brown was both good and bad on Saturday night. First, the bad, he had a terrible job on third down on the first series. Absolutely inexcusable. You just can't do it. He might have gotten the first down. Not sure. I think it was a third and 11. Just can't have it. Right in the numbers, you've got to make that catch. He kind of alligator-armed it or what have you. But he also had a non-catch, and I call it a non-catch. A lot of people are screaming about it being a drop. I do not believe it was a drop in the end zone from Sam Howell on the second series of the game and basically what ultimately ended up as his final uh, play and rep of the game. Now. Deami Brown also had a couple of nice plays, right? He had a 26-yard crossing route uh, from Sam Howell. Ball was thrown a little bit high. Deami went up and snatched it, got run after the catch, all of that. So he had that. I think he had another catch as well. But just to kind of sum this up, Deami Brown's night in a nutshell, if you will, not only what happened on those two plays, but on the first play of the game, he ran basically a crossing in route, uh, maybe a dig, uh, not exactly sure what kind of route it was, but maybe a, a little cross in the in route, and he ran into Alex Erickson. And it looked like Deami Brown's fault. Now, I don't know how the tape will shake out in terms of the coaches, but it sure did look like Deami Brown's fault. And if that's true, that's three mistakes, three mistakes or three non-opportunities that Deami Brown just didn't make a play on or do the right thing on. Or handle it the right way. And you have to start to wonder, you have to start to wonder, with Dax Milne having a good preseason and a good Saturday night, with roster cuts and squeezes, if Deami Brown is in any trouble come Tuesday. I don't think he'll be, at least right now, but you have to wonder if that's a possibility. All right. We will come back and wrap up shop here on the Locked On Commanders podcast with. A couple of more individual stars from 
Saturday night's loss to the Baltimore Ravens. 17-15 the final score. And that's not really that important, but we say it anyway. But first, we tell you about our friends at Prize Picks. That's right, Prize Picks. Another great new partner for us here at the Locked On Podcast Network. If you are looking for fun in a competitive fashion, guys, in a sports competitive fashion, maybe with the guys at work, maybe uh, with your your boys who you hang out with at home, what have you, uh, at the end of summer here, you're looking for a little bit of fun in a competitive manner, you want to go to prizepicks.com, right? We want to introduce you to them, and we want to tell you what they're all about. All right, prizepicks.com, it's daily fantasy action where you can make entries on prize picks that allow you to challenge yourself on player projections, which are generated by prizepicks.com. So here's what you do. You go to their site. You pick between, after you register, after you sign up, you pick between two and five players and go more or less on their statistical projection. For instance, this Thursday night, week one of the college football season starts. It's underway. Say you want to go with Keaton Slovis, the USC transfer, now at Pitt, to go more or less, but I'm going to go more than 264 and a half passing yards. And say you want to go with Tennessee's Hendon Hooker. And that exciting offense to go more or less, 289.5 passing yards. I'm going to go more through the air. And you're in. Again, make between two and five player picks. And then you can also expand it to rushing yards, receiving yards, and much, much more. Again, between two and five players at prizepicks.com, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, just simply the projections available. And guess what? You don't have to play just college football. You can play the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, of course, the NHL, PGA, uh, men's college basketball. When they're all in season, you get the deal. You can play any sport, anytime, anywhere. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Guys, I've done it. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada as well. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. Again, if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. If you use the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up shop. We'll go through this quick on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, again, this will serve as our Monday edition, even though we're posting it uh, early Sunday morning uh, and um, trying to cover you in the kind of scheduling bridge. Of course, we'll have a more normal schedule when we get to Sunday games. You guys will figure it out, and we will certainly let you know. All right, a couple of individual 
stars that shined uh, a, a little bit for me uh, just on a first take. Uh, Jeremy Reeves made a great play on third and two for a minus four-yard run loss near the end of the first half. A, you get off the field on third down and force a punt, but the way he did it, he flew in off the right edge of the defense, got underneath the blocker who had rotated over uh, to him, got low, got skinny, blew past the block, and blew up the running. Way to go, Jeremy Reeves. We know Jeremy Reeves can hit. We know that. He, he's fearless. I think he might have made the roster. I think. I think. I'll have to think more about that, but I think he may have made the roster. He is a Ron Rivera favorite, or so I believe. Uh, Reeves also had an interception, or almost, I should say, an interception on the first Ravens drive of the game. Other individuals that flashed included Benjamin St. Juice, who we talked about a little bit. Maybe a surprise to play when everybody else was sitting. He had a third down pass breakup. Uh, on, I believe it was third and three, but it may have been third and two. And he was playing on the outside, and the receiver ran like basically a stop curl comeback, and St. Juice planted his foot, bailed his hips, and came back and broke it up. Even though he was just a touch late and got there right after the ball got into the receiver's hands, because of his physicality and because of his closing ability, he was able to break it up. But again, that was from the outside, whereas mostly he's been playing on the inside, at least throughout the offseason. Also, again, mentioned Jamin Davis. He did start. He roamed to the sideline on the very first defensive snap of the game and made a tackle. Uh, I believe that one was for a loss, uh, but again, well done. Dax Milne, plus nine on the first play of the game from Sam Howell, plus 21 on a play action, almost like a read, run pass option type look, and Sam fired it off of the action over the middle of the field, and Milne had run basically like a a post route or a crossing route and maybe an intermediate crossing route uh, that had some depth on it, and it was a perfect-looking play. I mean, just perfect from the left side of the formation. And also, Tress Way had a 62-yard punt. All right, well, again, we'll have a uh, a cut-down special uh, when it comes to the NFL league-wide roster cut-down. So much going on in the NFL and players that are going to pop available that might be of interest uh, to the commanders. We'll talk about it all. A little bit of a weird practice schedule this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, they're uh, going to have the media, lun- the welcome home luncheon on Thursday. No availability on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and then it's the regular season, guys, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are almost here. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national experts and insiders are keeping you guys dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from all around the league. As, again, training camps come to an end, the preseason is over, roster cutdowns are here, and week one is just a few short days away. If you want to hop in, and send us a voicemail. Do so. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or if you want to send an email, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, my partner is covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's fan nation and commander country and is a little bit under the weather, so we wish him the best. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Hurst show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Thank you for joining us right here on The Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.